Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Ken, what's the interesting fact that all human languages have in common? You've intrigued me. <laughs> well, so essentially they all come down to one mother language from way, 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 way back. And uh, do you want to use want to use the audio on this? Sure. Because there's a there's a guy that uh, is an author who has he's quoting some studies of of a linguist I think who did a lot of his work at Stanford about like where where what the roots are. And here's what's going to be interesting though is it gets to the end. There's a word that is essentially the remaining word from that original language that still is parts of the, the okay. language that we have now. But it's, it's an interesting description about where it all came from. The seventh greatest fact of all time, of all time, is that every language on earth comes from a single ancient mother tongue, and we only know a single word of it. It was first discovered by the brilliant Stanford linguist Joseph Greenberg, and it allowed him to identify a single word from this ancient mother tongue. The word was simple. It sounded something like tick, and it meant finger, and soon thereafter the number one, based upon the universal human habit of denoting the number one by holding up a single finger. In the proto-languages of Africa, China, and East Asia, talk means one. In the mother tongue of Native American languages, tick means finger. So, hmm. but isn't it fun? Tick-tock. Those are the words that, uh, that uh, according to this, and he's he is citing the work of a linguist. He's not just, like, pulling it, you know, he, and this guy's not, I don't think he's the linguist himself, but he has written multiple books about these types of things. I I found that when I first heard that, I'm like, oh, this is a gag, right? Come on, TikTok, and you're playing it on TikTok. But apparently those are remnants of original words, meaning one and finger. And we used to, we've always, humans have always done that. You raise the one finger to signify one thing, of course, because that's what we've always done. But apparently that's been a thing since we've existed, hmm. going back 30, 40, 50,000 years. And then everything else branches off and when you look at some of the root uh, roots of other words these things still exist and that kind of that that particular one still exists but it makes me to me it was an interesting more of a bigger thing was that we do lose track of the fact that we are all the same the only thing that changed is where people tens of thousands of years ago moved to yeah and when they moved there were variations of how words were pronounced just based on habits that mm -hmm. formed over a long period of time. So we look at these things as if they're gigantic differences now. And the reality of it is they're, they're not. 
Like we're not different. We just our our ancient ancestors just moved to different places and developed different habits. We were talking in the first hour that a new study says that if you like getting up early in the morning, you probably have more Neanderthal DNA than most people. And the only pure Homo sapiens are Africans because they did not interbreed with Neanderthals. That mm-hmm. was really interesting. Yeah, everybody else is a hybrid. I really loved the part about. Uh, you know, the morning people, because those were the people that didn't survive the Neanderthals. <laughs> Being up in the morning is not good for you. But I, I didn't, yeah. No, I'm teasing. That that's that whole period of time, is. I mean, I didn't care when I was in high school or college if somebody had pointed all those things out and like, you got to study this in class. I'd have been like, burr, burr, burr. but now I'm so fascinated mm. by it. Like human history is so much different than it would have been in, at that time. But you look should, at where it started. A, we should do a Sweet 16 of the best true cliches. Because yeah, as you're saying that, yeah. youth is wasted on the young. It's so true. It's so absolutely true. That I'm such a different person now with more interests and passions and things I want to do. And as you get older, you're just less and less capable. Yeah. Here's a good thing, though. And this was another reason I wanted to bring this up. The, and again, none of these things, you do need to sometimes, when you see something on Twitter, you see something on TikTok, Facebook, you probably should do a little Google search real quick to make sure that person's credible because you'll see a lot of things. I, on I send stuff to Rachel and Andrew all yeah. the time and 90% of the time it's fake. Yes, mm-hmm. because you'll see this stuff and you'll think, oh, wow, they're really presenting that well. And then mm-hmm. you look it up like, oh my God, they're full of crap. And this one, I looked it up. The guy, the people that he cited were legitimate people. It doesn't mean they're 100% right. And the point really isn't whether that whole thing is 100% right. The point is we talk about how different we are. And reality is it, uh, the differences in us were entirely in migration way, way, way back. It's not genetics. It's not, you know, the basics of our biology. None of that's different. You, you, you eventually developed different habits of speaking different physical traits because of where you lived, because of where you migrated to, where you found food, where you found shelter, where you found the means to support your tribe, you know, your group of people, whatever that group had happened to be at that time. And we all think of these things as such differences now, but you're not really different. The the similarities are there's, you know, to to make it, to make it a, a statistical thing, like there are 99 similarities for every difference. Probably, probably if you want to go even further, like, you know, 9,999 for every 10,000 things. They're, they're similar. There's only one difference amongst these thousands of similarities. And we end up focusing on those and not the similarities. Which makes it difficult to deny that it's innate human nature. That well, we came up against Neanderthals and we said, we better kill these guys. Yeah. And then Europeans came up against Asians. You're like, we can't both survive. Let's kill them. I mean, and we're still doing it today. Well, that's the thing. I think you're right. I think it is rooted in DNA. And it was even even though, let's, let's fly, go back, whatever, let's go back 10,000 years. Where those two tribes that separated were almost identical in every way. But they're still competing for survival. They're still competing for what they hunt for, for where they live, for the good land, for water, for all of those things. And we just can't get past it, even though none of those things are even necessary anymore. Throwback Thursday, Rach? Yes. Back in the day, 224 years ago in 1799, 
George Washington passed away. He had a throat infection. He was 67 years old. Now, in his will, he emancipated all of the slaves that he owned. He stipulated that they should be freed after his wife, Martha, died, but she freed them early in 1801. I know a lot about this because it's on the... Uh, William Shatner unexplained version mm. about presidents nice. that he went out for a ride when he shouldn't have uh, in the cold rain. And then he came down with a cough and then got sick. And then he they bled him and he kept saying more. They had taken 40 percent of his volume and the uh, the doctors were like, that's enough, George. And he kept saying more. So they kept taking more and more and more. And then he died. You do wonder about the the thing with his slaves. Like, why did he wait until, like, you can be free as soon as me and my wife are dead. I'm such a good guy. It's like, (laughs) well, you could have done that earlier. And relatively... Yeah, yes. would, you would have he stood was, out. Yeah, for right. sure. Within like, the did context, you hear what Washington did. Yeah, mm-hmm. within the context, it was like, "Ooh, what a generous man!" And the reality is, like, "Oh my God, how terrible were right. people?" Now let's leap forward to 53 years ago in 1970. The stop-motion holiday classic Santa Claus is Coming to Town aired for the first time. Of course, it's the story of how Kris Kringle became Santa Claus. Mickey Rooney is the voice of Kris, and Fred Astaire is the narrator. Do you uh, hate that night, one, Dave? N- I hate them all. Nightmare fuel. Mm, I never, that wasn't nightmares. Anything stop motion, can't stand it. 44 years ago in 1979, The Clash released their third album, London Calling. It later ranked in the top 10 of Rolling Stone's list of the 500 greatest albums of all time. 44 years ago in 1979, the Steve Martin comedy The Jerk was released. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) They're shooting at the cans! (laughs) He hates those cans. And 43 years ago in 1980, Yoko Ono called for a 10-minute silent vigil around the world at 2 p.m. Eastern time for John Lennon, who was murdered in New York six days before. When is that uh, that special coming out? Pretty soon? The Lennon special about the assassination? Have you guys seen uh, this? No, I haven't. Yeah, I, I don't know whether it's uh, Amazon or Netflix or another company, but it's supposed to be a really great like, feature-length documentary that goes into great deal about the whole uh, assassination. Very interesting. 24 years ago in 1999, Peanuts creator Charles M. Schultz announced that he was retiring from the comic strip after doing it for 50 years. The last original Peanuts comic strip was published on February 13th, 2000. He had died the day before on the 12th. Colon Colon cancer was the reason he passed away. Did his son take it over? I think they typically do that. Hmm. I don't know. Which makes me mad for some reason. I don't Mm. think anybody took over Peanuts. I think it just... Well, kept going, so somebody did. Well, it's syndicated. Did it... it Oh, yeah. No, they've made lots of new ones since then. Hmm. Yeah, I thought his son did. Someone's son did. (laughs) And it made me mad. Like, even back then, like, we didn't know what a Nepo baby was. But back then, I'm like, it must be nice to be Charles Schultz's son. Peanuts. It's just bringing up actual Peanuts. Hold on. Dave, by the way, the John Lennon thing is out. Oh, okay. December 6th. It's Apple TV. And 15 years ago in 2008, President George W. Bush showed quick reflexes when he dodged a pair of <laughs> shoes thrown at him by an Iraqi journalist during a news broadcast in Baghdad. He, was, that was wild. He was smiling. He I was know. Laughing. He was like he was like Neo in the Matrix. He's he like, loved it. And he laughed. I, I, that was one of my favorite W moments. Yeah. Like, not that it happened, but the, how he handled it. Yeah. <laughs> he always had a smile on he, his face. He, he really did. Like, you can tell he got a kick out of that. Yeah, George W. Bush took a lot of criticism, but he never, I don't remember him ever coming out to the press and going like, boo-hoo, poor me, this is so unfair. I don't remember that from him. 
Am I the only one person who wishes we could have, I mean, I know you can, uh, have Christmas trees all the time. Mm, why? I, don't, I just love them. Oh, I would like a Christmas tree. You could tree do that. I know, but then you're a Hoosier. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you can do anything if you don't fear judgment. <laughs> I compromise by having, like, the soft white Christmas lights up all year round because I feel like those are those are classy. Acceptable. Yeah. Like, they're a little Hoosier, but they're better than having, like, the multicolored lights all the time. Yeah. Because those, to me, scream Christmas, but the white ones, it's like, eh, this could just be, you know. Just some sparkling. Yeah. Did you guys uh, do your homework assignment? I gave you at lunch. Did you watch the White House Jill Biden produced video? No. Wow. What are these guys? He asked you to do one I thing. You, I bought you a chimichanga. It took me half an hour to edit Wheels Audio. I'm sorry. Yeah, we were we were. That's it. We were editing audio, Dave. <laughs> so for everyone but these two numbskulls, uh, the White House put out a highly produced video, and the White House looks amazingly beautiful. And it's a, a dance company, and it is way over the top, just super jazz hands. Uh, no doubt about that. No doubt about that. But people are losing their minds saying it's like, you know, drug-addled fever dream. And, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely freaky. Yeah. I mean, it's, so it's just all these people dancing around the White House. Yes. Yeah, yes. I don't know if it's a drug-addled fever dream, but it is pretty try-hard and like, all right, yeah. you could have just done a nice message of Jill and Joe standing in front of the Christmas tree, like, telling us happy you, holidays. And I told, do you remember? I, I told Rage, it is super dorky, this is lie. such an old man thing, and I hate doing old man things, because I know we spend hundreds of billions of dollars and don't even, like, know it, but I was like, why, why do you think that cost? <laughs> like, it didn't come out of their pocket. That came out of my pocket. They don't need all those Christmas trees. And also, I remember they did a Christmas and a New Year's video last year. Jill and Joe did. And he just looked rough. I mean, he was just like, you know, this is the Christmas time. We're here. We're all here. We love each other. And it's, I, I think they that need to give just, him his special drugs before he does the I video. think they're just trying to avoid that. I think they're like, what if instead of getting Joe in front of the camera, give close him a bite up, of a glazed donut, <laughs> give him a Panera charged lemonade, yeah, yeah, give, him, him give him the lemonade that kills you and let him go through the roof. Yeah, I don't, I don't really get this thing. It's weird, but why would anybody be mad about it? Yeah, they think it's because just it's the Bidens. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, just like if, you know, if Mel let's say Melania Trump put together that video, you don't think people would be like, well, remember oh, the crap she took? Yeah, she did because yeah, she went with like the, cream like the Christmas. Didn't she do one where everybody was mad because yes. it was like dark? Was yeah. Like dark they were Christmas. like, it's blood red. She yeah. wants Americans <laughs> yeah, to die. That was a dumb thing to be angry about it, as well. Yeah. It looked great, but it was scary. Melania's Christmas that one year scary. was straight up scary. It looked great. <laughs> looked awesome. It was not scary. scary. It was I mean, very New York. It was very, very like yeah, it was high very style. Is what it was. It was fine. Two twenty two DGS will be live at Hardy's Mid Rivers Mall tomorrow, one uh, five p.m. Selling our brand new hot off the presses DGS shirts for thirty bucks a piece. Uh, we have XLs through mediums, and uh, if you want one, I would be there at least in the first hour, maybe even when the show starts, because I think they'll go pretty quick. And of course, all that money and every penny you give will go directly to Operation Food Search, and will it's already uh, we've already given them sixty one thousand dollars, and that's probably already spent. Because people in the St. Louis community need food, and uh, we don't wait on it. They just go ahead and do it. Uh, Andrew was off the last three days chasing your brother, and he wore you out? Yeah, it's too much, man. I, I don't know about you guys. I think you guys are kind of more like me, where you're more like, uh, 
homebodies, right? Like you, you just tend to kind of stick around the house and you like to watch movies. I know Kev likes his video games. But these two, my brother and his fiance, they live out in Los Angeles. I think maybe that has something to do with it. But they are just... He's L.A. Andrew. (laughs) (laughs) He is. And they are just all over the place. It's too much. They are, they're like, they have this um, calendar that they share between each other, like an online calendar. And it's not for anything like work-related, like the people that we know have, that it's like, all right, got to keep all this straight. Theirs is just for their social lives. And they'll do like four or five different social things in one day. I call these people jet ski people because when you go on vacation with another couple, or another couple couples, say you go to Florida or Mexico or Jamaica, there's always the the couple, usually it's the guy, that on day one at 9 a.m. they're like, let's go rent jet skis. I'm not that guy. I am not that guy either. No. And and so I was I was just very surprised trying and my wife was too, is even more of a homebody than I am. We were had a very hard time trying to keep up with like we would be somewhere, and they would be two things ahead. They'd be like, okay, so obviously after this, we're going to the coffee shop, and we're meeting this person and having no, coffee with them. You're back among the lazy. After, yeah. Back I, with I, your tribe. I was like, I, I didn't want to admit it, because I didn't want to seem like, you know, I'm, you know, I didn't want to be like a, a party pooper or anything. But I was like, I don't want anything to do with this. Kev, what do you think of this? We just got notice. Uh, Phoebe, of course, just finished her first semester at KU. Hopefully she did well enough to go back for a second, and... Uh, <laughs> They are basically tearing down their football stadium mm. about halfway and building it back Big up. renovation, yep. And uh, so next year, the games will be played at Arrowhead Stadium. Yep. Which her mom doesn't like, and I was kind of like, oh, that's kind of cool. A little closer for you? Eh, not even that. Just like, like, I get what her mom's saying. Like, Maureen's saying, I don't know, it's college, and she can walk to the stadium and walk mm. home. That's okay. a good point. Yeah, I yep, get all yep, that. Yep. But, like, as a sports fan, I'm like, Arrowhead yeah, I mean, It'd be it's kind a, of fun to go to Arrowhead. It's a good viable alternative. What? How far is that? How far is it away? Half an hour. Yeah, that's. I'm sure they're going to run shuttles for the students. I mean, so when I went to Miami, the, the, there's nothing on campus, right? It's too small. There's no football stadium on campus, you know. So the back then it was the Orange Bowl. That was, you know, down in uh, Little Havana. It was it was nowhere near campus, but you could take. Um, the people mover, and then they had buses that would take you from the from there to the field. They'll get them all there via in some way. They're not gonna, they're not gonna have to drive. Anybody check their four hundred one k today? No, apparently it's supposed to be good though, right? Yeah, it's was, rocking. Wasn't yesterday like the record highest, thirty-seven thousand? Yeah. I, I I think it's up again today. So today will yeah, it's up one hundred twenty-five. So today will be a record, which is interesting because Trump last night was. Uh, doubling down again like if you leave biden in there it's going to be financial mayhem and uh gas is at one of its lowest points and the stock market hit a record and i'm look i'm not smart enough to even claim to be saying bidenomics are working i don't know if they're working or not but i'm saying it is kind of a tough putt to be outraged when like i looked at my 401k today and it had jumped significantly like that's I'm okay with that. I, I don't remember how I saw it. It's not somebody that I follow, but somebody I think somebody was commenting on it. There's a guy who has like two hundred thousand followers on Twitter, um, who was claiming that this is our current economy right now is the worst economy quote of all time. I couldn't argue against it because I don't know anything. I could. Great Depression. Not even close. Yeah, Where, true. Are we standing in breadlines? 
Are there people jumping off of buildings because their entire life savings have gone away? Are we, I mean, are people wandering around the Dust Bowl of the Southwest? The Great Depression, I mean, like it, this is this is like comparing anything to Hitler, right? Like the Great Depression is the worst of all time. Stop it. Just stop being like if you can't make your point without exaggerating so ridiculously. Just don't talk. Yeah, good point. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 234 DGS on KMOX. Uh, our buddy George Rosenthal's here from ThrottleNet. So, super cool. Uh, George just bought the new, uh, I'm calling them AI glasses. Uh, they're the Ray-Bans. They're the... The Meta Ray-Ban Meta sunglasses. Meta Ray-Ban yes. sunglasses. Yep. And uh, I put them on, and he's playing music through them, and I can hear them. No one else can hear them. Uh, what else do they do at so this point? It, it's kind of crazy. There's a full HD camera, microphones all around, speakers all around. You can so live. You can record what you're walking around and Absolutely. Oh, wow. So you just click and hold down. It'll do a 30 second or a full minute long video. Um, you can single click and take a picture of someone. Um, and we'll get to the spooky stuff in a second. We'll oh, to, I think you just well, did. I know. That's already so, spooky. Well, the thing that they did was there, and I'm, I'm pointing, obviously we're on the radio, but there's a little light on this corner. Uh-huh. Uh, the camera is on one side. There's a little light. Now, the light is very dim. You cannot turn it off, and you can't make it any 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 brighter or, or dimmer. I tried to teach my kids. I'm like, guys, they're you know they're 9 and 11. I'm like, if you see somebody wearing sunglasses with a little light in the corner, they are recording you. They are putting you out. Um, so the light comes on if the camera's on. Correct. And if, even if it takes a picture or live video, but it, it here's the thing that's crazy. It'll live stream to Facebook and Instagram for 30 minutes solid. Now, what I love about this is my family out in California can be with us at Six Flags oh, or at yeah. the zoo. And, you know, I'm, they're right there with me and the kids. And we're talking. On, we could be talking on the phone while you're live streaming um, to, to Facebook and Instagram. How long do you think until we all are just wearing these like we're all carrying around phones? Oh, I think this is happening. Like very well, I mean, they're, they're, you can get them in various colors. You can get them in clear lenses, uh, smoke lenses. And this is at Best Buy. And this, you think of it, you're walking around with a basically a computer on your sunglasses and it's 300 bucks. That's not bad. 
I mean, I know 300 bucks is almost, a lot for almost conspiracy theory cheap. Yes. Like someone wants us all to have these. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, you're right. Because a regular pair of Ray Bans are four or five hundred dollars. Yeah. I'm gonna wait till they have the heads up display though. Oh yeah, the augmented reality is yeah. coming. That's coming. Where it can tell you where you are, yes. how far you are from. Like you can just see it in your vision. Yeah. And, and and all of Google is built into it, where it'll tell you all the the menu of the restaurant that you're sitting when in. When do we right think that's your... gonna be? Well, they're talking about augmented reality being in, in, integrated next year. So in the next year or so, you're, you'll have. Let's go. Augmented reality with these things. I just love the fact that you can take a phone call on it, and everybody I talk to, I'm like, do I sound different or anything? Like, no, you sound great. I'm like, do you know I'm talking to you on sunglasses? Not a wristwatch, which we've all had for a while now with Apple Watch and so Not even your phone. Just the fact that I'm walking around in public talking on my sunglasses is just fascinating to me. I mean, it's life's moving quick. It really is. This is the stuff is fun, though. We were just talking about this a few months ago as some sort of theory thing that was going to show up, and now they're at Best Buy. (laughs) <laughs> they sounded pretty good, didn't they, Rich? Oh yeah, those, yeah. They, those were awesome because you were listening to them, and I'm like, all right, well, let's let me see for myself. It's really weird that when you're wearing the glasses, you can hear the music no or whatever's playing, and yeah. no one else can hear them. Yeah, and there's no earbuds in your ear, so if you if don't, if we like go those, back and run this tape in five years, we're going to sound ridiculous. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're going to sound like like horse and buggy. Yeah. Like I can't believe they used to smoke <laughs> on airplanes. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, that's the kind of crazy stuff. But uh, so I've got a couple of fun uh, AI things. I wanted to keep it very positive because it is Christmas after all. I'm not going to go negative. <laughs> Thank you. I, you know, I'm not going to go anything negative. But it's all fun stuff. But um, one thing I found is fascinating. You remember St. Louis's own uh, Sam Altman, who's the CEO of OpenAI. You know, I remember yeah. talking about him. Well, he got released and fired unexpectedly. Oh, that's the guy. And they mm-hmm. couldn't figure out why. Okay. And so the rumors are now coming out, and and it's starting to be released that they had. This thing created called QSTAR, and QSTAR is all about one thing. It's about making mathematics within AI for the purposes of letting AI start to understand how to plan ahead. So the only way you could get AI to plan ahead and, th- and kind of think on its own, so to speak, is to teach it mathematics. And because mathematics, you know, you're, it's, it, it's a challenge to come up with different models. You have to, certain problems require some level of planning over the series of steps, um, right now, all the language models like GPT-4, those are based on just language. It's, it's basically taking what it thinks you would like the next letter to be in the word. When you teach it mathematics, now you're getting into problem solving and, and troubleshooting and forward looking. And that's something that um, OpenAI has a they, what they call their internal kill switch, which is their board of directors. And their board of directors, apparently, again, it's all rumored uh, through various channels, but apparently their board got so nervous about QSTAR that they put a stop to it and let him go. So whether that continues or not, I don't know. What was their concern, primarily? That once you let uh, GPT start to plan ahead and start thinking, that would be be a seriously non-stoppable event. Hmm. Now, my question to you guys is, when do you think somebody's going to do that? Somebody's going to do it. Whether it's open AI or not, right. this is going to happen. Like the, the cat's out of the bag, so to speak. Genie's out of the bottle. This is going to happen. Now it's about who's going to make the money on it. Because mm-hmm. open AI has a lot of investors who have invested hundreds of millions of dollars. And where did Altman go? So he did get picked up immediately, I believe, by Google. So, so Google's going to do it. So go- somebody's doing it. That's what I think is, is wild, that they're trying to be virtuous by saying, we, we launched our internal kill switch and the board said no and fired him. 
But really, I mean, if you think about humanity and the way things, inventions go, I mean, here we are yeah. looking at Ray-Ban metaglasses that record you and broadcast to the Internet. This is going to happen. But I think it's fascinating how they're teaching AI uh, to solve problems and think ahead using mathematics. So all the kids out there who hate math, there's a reason. It's so weird um, to get a little philosophic about it that it is possible to create something that is greater than yourself. Because you always think, like even from a religious standpoint, right? well, you can't be greater than your creator because your creator created you, but we're about to create something that's going to be better than us in almost every way. Absolutely. And imagine this thing trying to solve mathematical problems that humans haven't been able to solve yet. I mean, the aliens, they talked about how the engineering and scientific research world will just explode in positive things that come out of this. Uh, the way of engineering would change completely. Scientific research will, will excel with, with AI having mathematical brain. Um, it, it really is something that could be fascinating. And we're going to keep it positive, so I don't want to, you know, it's Christmas time after all. Um, well, I'll take it a little negative. I, I fear something that is objective. Because objectively speaking, like I just read an article about how terrible humans have been for animals and how terrible humans have been for the environment. And if you can make something and you can ensure that it is completely dedicated to humans, okay. Mm -hmm. But if like Ultron, it can look at things objectively and go, oh, you, you guys are the problem. Yeah, that's, and that's the danger, is later on, as quantum computing gets to be so powerful, all of a sudden it says, look, we've been trying to solve all these problems for you humans. Uh, we've come to find out that you? you're the reason that all these problems especially, need to be solved. Especially if, and I think this is probably the case, my best guess is that when we do meet the aliens, they're not 100% organic. I would guess there's some sort of cybernetic being. And so let's say it's 10, 15 years from now, and AI is 10, 15 years down the road, and these guys hit the South Lawn of the White House and they come out in their half machine. Who are they going to talk to? They're going to talk to AI. They're going to talk to AI. Exactly. Yeah. Because AI will be the only thing smart enough to, under- to actually have a conversation with them. Um, it's, it really is something fascinating. But you may, again, we talked about when that actually happens. And that's going to be the, the, what they call the singularity, and that's when quantum computing gets crazy. Well, IBM made another big step, and this is really something unbelievable. Uh, again, every time we talk, quantum computing gets a little bit crazier. They, they came out with a system called the Quantum System 2, and it's the world's first modular computer system for, for quantum computing. And what that means is you're able to take multiple quantum computing processors and put them together to act as one giant chip. So imagine you've got, you know, a quantum computer uh, that has maybe one chip in it and you have to keep it, you know, obviously negative 459 degrees. But if I can pop on another one and pop on another one and not only are they doing they don't just do independent processing, they become one giant processor, even though they're separate entities. So that's how they're going to compound the amount of computing power and reach this 2030 goal of becoming more than a million qubits per second. I didn't understand anything. So, he said. Me, me, oh, my okay. part where he so, goes, I mean, we all know you have to keep it at negative four hundred fifty-nine degrees. I'm like, doy. I understood <laughs> the word second. <laughs> <laughs> well, to keep it to keep it real simple, here's here's a something that's really fascinating. The average basic computer, like you have right here in front of you, uh, has a failure of less. Uh, or, uh, this is amazing. Less than one to one billionth billion. So your computer will fail one out of 
18. It's, it's what does a, that mean, fail? It's a meaning it will make a mistake. Okay, it'll get something so, wrong. And that's one with 18 zeros behind yep. it. Okay, Unimaginable. That's just not happening. Yep. Okay. Whereas a quantum computer today will, will have a failure or a mistake, one in 1,000. So it's happening a lot. Hmm. That's, the far, that's the problem they're trying to solve right now is keeping these multiple processors in sync because if the temperature drop or it raises just a little bit, it'll fail. If they don't, if these multiple ch- uh, chips aren't talking together, it will fail. So they're having a big failure problem right now. But with uh, with IBM System Two, they've introduced this new chip called the Heron Q chip, and it has a rate that is five times less likely to fail than current quantum. Why computers. do you have to keep them so cold? Be- well, there's because of the fact that the way the electrons and the and the systems are actually talking to each other, any type of heat gets them too far away from each other on top of the fact they're generating massive, massive amounts of heat. So you have to keep them at negative 459 degrees. That is colder than outer space. It's, hmm. it's, abs- it's almost, I believe it is absolute zero in Kelvin. So yeah. um, it's, what's wild is they're 15 feet tall and you're talking about a chip the size of a watermelon. Has anyone it, considered using uh, computing power to create heat? Oh, well, that could be a thing, but uh, they, if you do too hot, like you'll hear your fans kick on on regular conventional mm-hmm. computers. If they get too hot, the, now these are transistors. These are flipping ones and zeros on and off. Um, they just will not, they'll cease to operate and melt down. Uh, whereas this is, this literally has to be kept at a specific temperature for all of these uh, chips to function just because of the way they operate. They don't operate in a one and zero. And I'm going to guess keeping something at absolute Kelvin takes some power as well. Oh, my gosh. This room that, that you in this picture I saw is 99 percent refrigerator. And, you know, a cantaloupe is the size of the actual computer processor. Um, it, and, and the way it works is it, it doesn't work in ones and zeros on or off. It works in everything between a zero and a one. So think of all the possibility of numbers between there. And that's all happening at one time. So think of a quantum computer working in the way you see a wave in a, in a lake. You throw a rock in the pond and a wave comes out. Well, a wave has, you know, top and bottom. It's got your crest and your, your uh, swell at the bottom. Imagine you throw four more rocks in and the way that those waves are all interacting with each other is how a quantum computer is working. It's looking at the top of the wave, the bottom of the wave. Then when another wave hits it, it's understanding how it's all going to react. So there is no one and zero on and off. It's constantly looking at every increment of possibility in between that one and that zero at the same time. So it's all magic. (laughs) Can can you stick around for another segment? Absolutely. Okay. I have questions that you can't answer in two minutes. Okay, uh, one more segment here with George Rosenthal from ThrottleNet, and these questions are pretty selfish. Phoebe is a freshman in college, and she's trying to decide what to major in, trying to decide what she wants to do. Uh, I feel like in 10, 15 years, everything's going to be different in the job market. Will, Will only geniuses have jobs in 10 or 15 years, or will the geniuses be replaced faster than normies? No, in fact, I think... Normies are going to get more efficient and more productive because normies will have AI as a as a tool that they will use every so single day. So you still need day. insurance agents and Absolutely. salespeople. Hundred percent. Okay. You're gonna you're gonna need all of that. It's just everything's going to get more efficient. So your job that you could have gotten done. So here's what here's a fascinating thing to think about. We grew up forever a forty hour work week. Well. They may grow up as as adults with a twenty five hour work week and get more done than we are doing so, right now. So we they'll look at us the way we look at our grandparents who worked in the coal mines. Correct, and go, why'd you guys waste your whole life working forty to sixty hours a week? 
Mm-hmm. We're working 25, getting more done yeah. than you were, and they have a better quality of life. And I think that's what our kids are going to end up enjoying. Okay. So the, the people you have at ThrottleNet mm-hmm. are the brightest of the bright. Absolutely. 10, 15 years from now, will how, how am I trying to say this? The aptitude that your typical IT guy has, will they be left in the dust once AI really hits because they just won't be able to keep up with... You bring up a very good point, which is one thing that our team is so good at, and that is continuing education. If you are sitting around just hoping that things are going to be okay or you're going to rely on AI to, to, to make sure you're keeping up with everything, it will never happen. Our guys at ThrottleNet are constantly, constantly doing certifications. When we have the, some of the most highly certified guys in St. Louis, and it's because they want to keep learning these things. We have a security community that gets together on a continuous basis looking at all the different cyber attacks just because AI is being used to improve these attacks and how they're used. What's crazy is you don't have to be a coder to write a cyber attack. You, you can use AI to write the attack, write the email, uh, try to do whatever uh, brute force it may be, and, and, and then execute that, and you don't even have to be a programmer. So what's, what, what I mean by that is the opposite side has got to be really smart. So the cyber side, the, the, the good guys have to be a lot smarter than the bad guys because the bad guys can be dumb and use AI to come up with attacks. We have to be triple smart to figure out how to stop them identify them ahead of time and make sure they don't occur. And so that's something that our team is continuously striving for is that awesome continuing education and all certifications like crazy. Yeah. It reminds me of (sighs) every example I have in my mind is dark. It reminds me of a a married couple who are going through troubles and contemplating divorce. and They find out the kid has cancer. Then like everything changes, right? So we're like a, a married couple looking at a divorce as a nation. We hate each other. I hate you. You hate me. Uh, all these movies coming out about civil wars and uh, the Julia Roberts movie. Uh, I think we really need to worry about people using AI to divide us even further, which we know they have yes. through like the 2016 election, 2020 election, Russian bots, all that kind of stuff. It, it's funny you mentioned that. One of the things I, I wanted to bring up, and I know this is something I've talked to uh, several folks here at KMOX about their concern over Google Genesis. And this is something that I think is, and again, I try to keep it positive, Dave. We're now on the yeah, negative side of Christmas. <laughs> too late. <laughs> We're going Grinch style. Uh, <laughs> so Google Genesis, this is something that I think is very important to be aware of. And it's they announced this to the Wall Street Journal, uh, the New York Times, the Washington Post, and said, hey, we've got this new thing that will help you automatically write news stories. Okay, that should yes, send alarm bell singing. Alarm bells should be going off uh, because... It's gathering information from the internet, all yeah. right? How accurate is that? Really? Right. I mean, come on. I mean, it, it, Genesis is not going to go out and do its research. It's not going to do interviews with human beings and find out whether this was really said or not Which said. hopefully makes uh, outlets like KMOX more important. Oh, absolutely. Because there will be a difference between news and real news. Yes. What are you going to trust? Are you going to trust somebody who does the journal, the journalistic approach and does their research and interviews? Yeah. Of course you will. Uh, ThrottleNet.com slash DGS. Merry Christmas. Merry Thanks Christmas. Thanks for your support, buddy. Absolutely. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey.